can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Hey guys and gals, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is. It's Heather with Hump Days with Heather on Talking Pools Podcast. So this episode, I want to talk about expanding into a different market, right, into different states like we are, because I am debating on starting a pool cleaning business to get started here, just so I can, it's not something that I'm wanting to like grow really large with, like I did in Texas. It's more so just so I can understand the market here because I do have a lot of clients for integrity, right? Which is my my business coaching business that are in that is in Florida. And it's it's kind of a struggle for me to fully understand, okay, why is the prices here so damn low for cleaning? Like I get that people have their routes kind of bunched together and you can hit a lot of pools in one area. Like I understand that, but at the same time, you're still paying your overhead. You're still paying your gasoline to get there. I get it's not a lot of gasoline, but you still have your wear and tear on your vehicle. You still have your employee taxes. You still have the chemical costs going through the fucking roof. You know, all these expenses still add up. You've got your toll roads. If you're doing tolls, you've got, you know, all these expenses. So I am, you know, debating on starting the route here just so I can fully understand. And then when I do it though, I want to, I'm going to kind of try the market a bit. I'm going to start my, my route at like 165 because I know here we're at like 80 to hundred bucks, right? I'm going to try at like 165, 175 and see kind of the feedback that I get for cleaning. And I'm just curious if it's because people are on a fixed income or they don't understand the value, what we do as pool professionals, right? Because you have to be able to sell that value to your customer. Are these people not selling value? And are they just selling a clean, right? Obviously, the higher you go, the more that you can make as a cleaner. Like in Texas, my cleaners were, you know, taking home easily. Oh, God, if they had a full route at, you know, 50, 60 pools, they were taking home between twelve dollars to $1,500 a week take home, Right. That's after taxes, because remember, you know, everybody in my my company is an employee. Um, so I don't see why we can't get that here. I mean, we as contractors, it doesn't matter what field of contractor, you've got to know your worth. And if you're doing pool cleaning and you're taking your your contractor license to be able to get repairs and remodels and all that fun, happy jazz. That's an extra added value that you need to sell to your clients, right? Well, Joe Blow may be doing it at $120 a month, but does he have this credential? Does he have this credential? Are they doing this? What happens if you have an emergency come up? Are they going to answer? Do they have an office staff? Do they have this, right? So that's where you got to sell your value at and for them to understand that, hey, you are worth that extra $50 a month or $75 a month, right? Because that extra $50 to $75 a month is going to cover your cost. 
And not only can you increase your pay for your employees, it'll make them happy to stay a livable wage, right? I talked to a few people here that that work for companies that clean pools. The average pool cleaner makes between $2,000 to $2,500 a month before taxes, guys, before taxes. So that's between thirty dollars to $35,000 a year. You can't live off of that in Florida. There's no way in hell you can live off of that. You know, you really need to make in Florida living from what I have done whenever we were looking for houses and areas and stuff like that is, you know, a minimum, a minimum of like fifty to $70,000, depending on your expenses for personal. I'm talking about like mortgages, like let's say you buy a house. Forget the down payment, you know, all that between the insurance. Now, everybody's going to think I'm crazy. So the insurance here is cheaper than mine in Texas. Now, I am one to be overinsured, especially because I'm I'm not from here, right? So hurricanes, I'm like, if my hurricane comes, what are we going to do, right? I have flood insurance, even though I'm not in a flood zone. I have an umbrella policy on my house where it covers my umbrella will kick in if my homeowner's insurance doesn't cover it, right? Does that make sense? So let's say my, I think my homeowner's insurance, they can have like at a at 400,000, 500,000, whatever that it may be. So let's say an expense goes over that and my umbrella insurance kicks in. Um, so as a consumer, that can be an added value that you tell them, hey, I clean pools, but I have you know, a million dollar policy or even hell, even a $500 policy, because I think the limit here is a hundred thousand, which I think is well undergrossed for what it needs. Because let's say you're, you're draining a pool and that pool pops. I mean, hundred grand isn't going to get you really far. You've got to remove that. Then you've got to have soil testing here. You, I mean, from what I've heard, right. I don't know fully just from what I've heard. And then you've got to have the EPA and some things. And then that's a whole other thing, right? So a hundred thousand isn't really going to do a hell of a lot. So have an umbrella policy to, to help you understand that policy and what it covers. And make sure you got pop-up coverage. Make sure you have plaster coverage for, let's say you you dose the chemistry or the shock directly on a black plaster, fucking plaster, and you bleach it. Guess what you're going to have to be doing? And if you don't have your license or know how to do it, you're paying another person to do it. So you're probably going to be paying full cost. So kind of keep that in mind as well. So as we get through... And I kind of go through this battle where it's like, okay, I am going to start advertising and, you know, doing all this. So on my agenda this week is to set up all my accounts with, you know, SCP. Well, I've already got SCP, but we're just going to add Florida in, right? We're going to do Horner. I'm going to do PWP. I'm going to do Gorman. And anywhere else that I can think of, I think that's the only four here, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm in Sebastian area, right? Which is kind of by Vero. I'm going to kind of test the markets and see which area I can actually get that and see if I can sell them on the value of my my knowledge as well as you know insurance and what we do and all that fun happy jazz. Or is it just they're so damn cheap here because everybody in the market is so cheap and they're kind of com- trying to compete with such a a cheap market that it's not able to bring it up. So right, so I'm going to use this kind of as a test market, so to say. And I say that all contractors. I mean, I really don't know how y'all are doing it. Like I ran the numbers. 
unless my route is like in the same damn area and I am literally in one neighborhood for all damn day and I'm just using gas to get to that neighborhood and maybe a couple streets over with no tolls and I do it myself because I want to pay my people a livable wage. I want to pay my people at least forty-five to fifty thousand dollars a year for cleaning pools. So that tells me I have to net, you know, about forty percent. 45% over that to cover the overhead, to cover the insurance, to cover everything else. Plus still have money in my pocket to make it worth it. Right. Um, and then I'm really curious. So I'm going to, I'm going to do this test and kind of see how it goes. But I, I urge all of y'all, if you're in a market like California or Florida that has these low weekly service, see what, see what your market does. If you raise your rate, start raising it every, you know, six months to a year, because chemical prices are not going down. They're constantly going up. Are you going to stay at that $90 to $120 a month and your chemical costs are going to rise, right? So where's that happy, sweet market now? Or you can sell your chemicals to your homeowner, make them stored on their property. Are they going to like that? No, but that's another way that you can net a higher margin because you're selling your chemicals to them at, you know, a 35 to 40 Five percent margin. Hopefully, you are selling that. You know, minimum of that. Some of my chemicals are at eighty to one hundred percent, depending on what it is, right? If I'm doing phosphate remover clarifiers, you know, stuff like that. And then, kind of go up and see see how far you can take your market. Is it? And just sit down and be like, okay, well, if I were to raise my rates at one fifty a month, what would I have to do to sustain your business? Like, what as a consumer do you see the value in that? Right. Because again, you're selling yourself and you're selling your value. So make sure that when you're raising your rates, you will lose some if you raise your rates. Don't, you know, no question have. Like when I went in Texas, when I went from um, 150 or 175 up to 250 a month, I lost probably about four to five each route. And I had six routes. And those actually were clients that I was very thankful to get rid of. Either the pools were hard, they didn't have the money to fix the pools because that was their, you know, that was their thing that they just did the pools instead of going places, which is great, which is why they have them or they never would fix it or they try to DIY it. Then we'd have to charge them extra money to do that. And they got mad at us or they were late payers or whatever, you know, the case may be. So on the late payers though, I eliminated that a long time ago where everybody set up on auto pay. I gave them a discount, like a 2% discount to do auto pay. And then if they chose to pay in a year in advance, I gave them a month or a month and a half free to pay the full year. And then if they decide to cancel during that month, then they know it's a it's a wash. Now, unless they cancel because of something that we did, then I would give them their money back. But in the contract, it states that if you pay for the full year up front, then you get, you know, a month or a month and a half or two months or whatever the hell, you know, it depends on what plan they were on. Because I offered three plans when I was in Dallas and it just you know, determine on what they were doing. So I'm going to kind of test this market here and see what's going on. I'm going to do the cleans myself so I can see the chemical use. I can control all that and I can make sure that everything's done correctly and just see, can you truly make a livable wage for an employee if you have, you know, 500 pools, you know, 100 pools? What is that mark? Where is it? Where is it going? Do we need to increase as a thing or is the market actually okay to make a living? I don't think it is based on Texas because I ran numbers in Texas and I don't really foresee it being different here other than it's probably a little bit more grouped together here than it is in Texas because Texas you're kind of all over the metroplex for most part. Um, yeah, well, 
that's kind of my tidbit for this week. So until next week, I hope you have an amazing day and I'll keep you posted on this and kind of see where it's at. All right. Bye guys and gals. just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 